So let's review. The Gemara in the previous Dafim taught, Ha'oral lo'yoichel b'tshuma. An oral may not eat tshuma. The Gemara now turns to a discussion of a mashach, which Rashi describes as, Mahol shenimshach ar'losai v'chisis ha'esatara. He has been circumcised, but the arla grew back. There are two questions. Does he have to do brismila again to remove the arla? And until he does, may he eat shuma? Is he considered an arl? Now, let's proceed with the Gemara. Amr Avuna, Dva Taira, Mashuch Eichel B'Tshuma. A Mashuch Me'i Tshuma Midairaisa. He's not considered an arl. However, Umidivreim Gazrulav, Memnation Nirakarl, he may not eat Tshuma Midrabanan, because he appears to be an arl. The Gemara cites a Braisa which rules Mashuch Tarach Shayamal. A Mashuch must do Brismila again. The Gemara explains this to be only Midrabanan. Rabbi Huda Aimer, Lo Yamal, Memnation Sakan Hilai. Rebuda says that he should not do bris meal again because there is the danger of cutting into the gid, thereby becoming a kroshavcha. The Tanakham responds, Amrulai, harbor molo b'meh kuziva, mo'ili d'ban m'banis. In the time of Bar Kachba, the Romans forced the Jews to be moishach or lasam. Later, many of them did bris meal again and were not hurt and had children. The Tanakham supports his opinion from two psukim. However, the Gemara explains, midrabanan b'kras ma'achta b'yama. Shenemer, the Gemara cites the following b'risa. A mashuch and a child born with a bris mila, they may eat shuma. According to the gears in our Gemaras, this is a teyufta, a refutation of Avhuna, because the words usually mean that they may eat shuma even in Rabbanan. Tesis points out that this b'risa agrees with the apparently universally accepted halacha of mashuch tzaruch shayamal midrabanan. However, this b'risa holds that although the chacham required him to do bris mila again, they did not consider him an oral to disqualify him from eating truma. However, Rashi prefers another girsa that this b'risa is a riot ravuna. Therefore, Rashi explains midraisa kama. This b'risa's ruling how re'elu aichlem is only midraisa. He may not eat truma as Rav Huna taught. Because according to Rashi, these two issues are interdependent. If we hold that he has to do bris mila, even if only midrabanan, he's considered an oral midrabanan and he may not eat truma. And one can only say that he may eat truma even midrabanan if he also holds that he does not have to do bris mila even midrabanan. And such an opinion is not found. The Gemara proceeds with Lemekatanoi. And cites a b'risa from which it seems that there is a machlekes whether mashuch tsaruch shayamal is midaraisa or only midrabanan. The b'risa says, mashuch benolit kishumal, mashuch or a child born with a bris milah, the gerishin is gar kishumal, and the ger already had been circumcised prior to geris, the cotton shabbos mani, and a child who is older than eight days, umishu yeshle yeshte arlus, and one who has two arlus and requires a second bris milah. In all these instances, the bris mila must be performed during daytime. Only a mila bismani on the eighth day must be performed during the day. A mila shaloi bismani after the eighth day may be performed any time. The Gemara explains. My love, the Tanakhama holds that a mashach must perform mila midairaisa. Therefore, it must be done during the day. Umar Sabah Mashach Drabbanan. Belazar Reb Shimon holds that a Mashach only performs Mila Midrabbanan. Therefore, it may be done any time. The Gemara, however, explains that this cannot be the reasoning of Belazar Reb Shimon because Katan Shabbos Manoi Mikalam Adam Midrabbanan 
the child, even after the eighth day, certainly requires Milamidaraisa. Al Therefore, we must say that everyone agrees that a mashach only performs Milamidrabana. The basis of the Machlekes is in the Pasuk, Uvayoyim Ashmini Yimel Besar Alasai, Marasavar Dershinin Uvayoyim. The Tanakhama says that the added letter Vav teaches that all instances of Mila are included in the requirement of Bayim daytime. Umarasavaloy Dershinin Bayim. But as Rabbi Shimon says that the letter Vav does not teach to include all of the instances of Mila in Bayim, this requirement is only for Mila Bismanai. The Gemara proceeds to the halacha of oral regarding mechatos. To better understand the following Gemara, we will review the halachas of mechatos, a requirement in the purifying process of a tmeimes. First, the paraduma is sacrificed and burnt. The next step is asifa, collecting the efrachatos, the ashes, followed by kiddush, mixing the ashes with meayim chaim, spring water, creating mechatos. These waters are then used in the hazah by dipping an agudas ezev a bundle of specified grasses into the water, and sprinkling the mechatas on the person or vessel, which is tmeimes. Amar Belazer, Aral Shehiza Haza Asik Shera. If an Aral sprinkled mechatas on a tmeimes, the haza is effective. The Gemara then cites a brisa which disagrees, and states, Aral Pasal Kaddish. An Aral is disqualified from performing Kiddush, and other avoiders of mechatas. Rav Yisuf explains this machlekes to be based on the previous machlekes, of Rebbe Kiva on Daf Ainam at Aleph, as to the source for the halacha ha'oral lo'yecha b'truma. Rebbe derives it from Teishiv Kain v'sarcha lo'yecha k'edish. Therefore, an oral is only asr b'achila, but not asr b'negiyah. He may touch truma because he's not tome. If so, the following Kabbal Chaymer can be made. Umatvul yayim sh'asr b'negiyah de truma muta b'para. Oral sh'a muta b'negiyah de truma in a din sh'a muta b'para. Therefore, Rabbi ruled has Asik Shera. However, Rabbi Kiva derives Ha'ara from Ish Ish Mizera Ha'aren Izav Therefore, an Aral is not only Asa Ba'achila, but also Asa Benigia. He may not touch Truma because he's compared to a Tame. If so, the Basidin Kavachemer cannot be made, because an Aral is Asa Benigia de Truma, as is the Tvul Therefore, we have no compelling reasoning that an aral is mutabapara, and therefore the Bryce rules that he's actually asabapara. However, Rubber questions this explanation because we do not find a Tana who says that according to Rebbe Kiva, ha'aral v'hatame are compared regarding all halachas. They're only compared regarding isra achila betruma, and an aral is mutter benegi betruma. If so, the above kabochemer can be made even according to Rebbe Kiva, and they might agree that hazasik shera. Therefore, according to Rabbah, the machlekes regarding para is an independent machlekes, whether oral kasher lapara or oral pas lapara, as Rashi explains, mishum chumra the para. The Brisa teaches additional machlekes regarding eligibility for avodes para duma based on the pesukim. The Rabbanan say, ishik shera lekadish. Rabbi says. As a result, a tumtum, one whose gender is hidden and unknown, is a suffix ish, suffix isha, therefore on the tzad that he's an ish, he's an oral, and it will depend on the machlekes whether oral karshal lekadish. On the tzad that he's an isha, it will depend on the machlekes whether isha ksher lekadish. An androgynous, who has indications of both genders, is an halachic suffix ish, suffix isha. Therefore on the tzad that he's an ish, if he's mal, he would be karshal lekadish. However, because of the tzad that he's an isha, it will depend on the machlekes 
whether Ishik Sheir Lekadosh. Another Brisa, based on the Besukim, teaches another Machlekes in the reverse. Hakol Keshem Lekadosh, Chutz Mecher Shait Vekotten. Rabbi Yehuda, Mach Shabakotten. The Gemara in the next daf discusses oral regarding other halachas.